And I remember really trying to have these Bible stories resonate with me, and they never quite did. And I think when I was going through confirmation, I changed the Bible verses because they were all like men, 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 men. It was all masculine. To fit me, I changed it to the feminine, and I got in trouble. That was Kitten on the Keys. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Kitten tells us the story of how her parents, both from southeastern Missouri, met, got married, and moved to the Bay Area. Kitten was raised in Lafayette when her dad taught middle schoolers in nearby Walnut Creek. She spent a lot of time in and around church and never felt too much like she belonged out there. Kitten shares stories of trips to San Francisco, both early in her life and later in her teenage years. We end this episode hearing a long list of bands Kitten saw in the late 70s and early 80s in the city. Check back Thursday for part two. Here's Kitten. Both of my parents, who have very interesting and unusual names, my dad was Shirley Ross Ramsey, Hmm. my mom, Lawanda Earlene Womble, are both from East Prairie, Missouri, which is Southeast Missouri, and I believe their ancestors came from Kentucky, and... My dad didn't really enjoy it there so much. He left home at 14. He was a musician. And he started playing on the road at the age of 14 with touring bands that backed burlesque dancers. Wow. Just all over, or was he making his way west already? No, it was all... um, I think he ended up in Illinois, so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a straight shot up from Missouri. Upriver. Yeah, upriver. Upriver. And he when he was 14, up, when, when was that about? What decade? So my dad was born in 1926. So... Around the time of World War II. It, yeah, right then. Yeah. yeah. And also to let you know, my dad was born with cross eyes. Okay. And his own father committed suicide. So his mother couldn't pay for the operation for his eyes. Wow. And the band leader did, and that so he was part of his job at fourteen, was to pay off this operation for fixing his eyes. But he learned to play music. Yes. Like that with that disability. Yeah, with that disability. Amazing. And what did yeah. he play? He played drums. Drums. Yeah. So. Well, not that you don't need your eyes, but that's ri- that's 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 from in here. Yeah, drums definitely. Are from in here. Yeah. And I and I love finding these old photos of him and he was just like really 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 young with Mm -hmm. drums it's like kind of blows my mind Mm -hmm. and um my mother was born in 1930 and lawanda erlene loved to sing for the lord Mm -hmm. her daddy's name was earl so she was Earlene, Earlene. the mm-hmm. diminutive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think her nickname was Wandy. I can remember mm. my, my grandfather was a postman. And his name was Earl Womble. And he, apparently, on his route in East Prairie, Missouri, when he retired at an old age, I think had walked around the world eight times, oh they goodness. said. It was in the East Prairie Eagle, so it must yeah. be true. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom liked to be in musicals. 
She was Snow White. Had her first kiss on oh. stage as Snow White. Oh wow! So it wasn't. It was. Um, she did. What's the word? Um, not not religious theater. Well, she loved the Lord, but she, she did. loved the Lord, but she yeah. ended up doing that. She also apparently for the Lions Club and the Elks Club used to do some sassy songs. Okay, um, I, I know, which doesn't quite fit my mom's religious thing. Yeah, but uh, my mom used to sing Sophie Tucker covers. For the Elks Club and the Lions Club when she was really, really little. Oh. So I guess one of the things that they loved in the old days was to put young women and men in these adult situations. Right. And so uh, she ended up moving to Washington, D.C., where she worked for a general in the Pentagon. Okay. And I found all these crazy photos of my mom, like Lawanda Erlene from East Prairie, Missouri, like in a lovely, like kind of tight Angora sweater and, you know, pencil skirt at the filing cabinet. Mm. And I'm like, okay, mom, you go. Mm-hmm. Like Mad Men, but in yes. the Pentagon. Oh, totally yeah. like Mad Men. And then... Was that after, did she go to college? She or, did go to college. Oh, she did. She did go to college, and I believe my mom's college education was in home economics. Okay, right. Because that's what women did that then. That was a thing, right. And my mom was great in those areas. Mm-hmm. She could sew, she could cook, she could keep a house. You know, she was she was great. I like how they call it economics. I know. I, know, I never understood. Anyway. And she could balance a checkbook, too. So, um... My parents got married later in life. My dad, uh, I believe they were in their mid-30s. Okay. Which was unusual for the early 60s. Right. That is very... That's, that's, yeah. Let's just say that's elderly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, but that was uh, before they came out here. That's right, before they, they came in, out here. Okay, so, and what's that story? So the story is my dad decided to become a music educator. Okay. And so he ended up going to UC Berkeley, and my parents moved to Berkeley first, and then they ended up moving to Walnut Lafayette. Okay. And I had two brothers. We were all born in Kaiser Hospital in Walnut Creek. And then my dad went to San Francisco State, where he ended up getting his teaching certificate. Oh, wow. And uh, I believe he had a dual major in both history and music education. Wow. And so they moved to Lafayette, bought a house. In fact, my last name is Ramsey, and the house that they bought, the people who owned the house previously were also named Ramsey. Oh, small world. Cuckoo banana birds, how does that happen? (laughs) And um, so my dad started teaching music in Walnut Creek, and then working at night in different bands, gigging as one does. I totally want to hear that story, but just real quickly, how did they meet your parents? Oh, I think because they were from the same small town that they ended up meeting. And I remember my mom saying she was not exactly happy that my dad had gone on the road and played for burlesque dancers. Right. I don't, she, she, that wasn't her 
forte, unfortunately. That was the angel on her shoulder. Yes. Or whatever. And, um, and I always wondered why the hell they got married, because they didn't seem quite compatible. Okay. But um, they did. Did they meet in when your mom was in D.C.? Or No, I'm sorry. She moved. ended up moving back to in East that, Prairie, Missouri. Okay. So they met and got married in East Prairie, Missouri. It, and I believe it. it was 1960 or 1961. Okay. And then because of education calling your dad they went moved to, to the bay berkeley area and she yeah. came with yeah and she my mom used to work at uc berkeley and then oh. they had my brother and she stopped working there and then i came along and i was born in walnut creek which is just like crazy to me mm-hmm. oh i i was gonna say everything about you screams walnut creek doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> i like to call it walnut bleak but that's okay um and uh there we were. So once your dad got his uh, teaching certificate yeah. in, you said history and, and music. music history and and music and music. So he couldn't. So he could not only be a music educator; he could be like a regular educator. Got should it. need be. Got it. But that was when the family moved to Lafayette. Yes. Okay. And was your dad teaching then? Yes. Where did he teach? He taught in Walnut Creek. And I can't think of the name of the school at the moment, Mm -hmm. but I remember being really, really little and always going and seeing the Gilbert and Sullivan that they had put on. And uh, that's how I learned uh, some of those songs was... Show tunes. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And he, I believe he taught middle school. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard either of your parents talk about... um, I mean, your, your mom at least had been in D.C., which is a very metropolitan place. Mm -hmm. Your dad had done the um, upriver burlesque tours. Yes. So they had seen a little bit of the world, but they hadn't... Had they been to California? Did they talk about... You know, it was... They came here to go to school, but... And honeymooned in Carmel. And I remembered the name of the... uh, hotel or motel that they stayed in was called the Tickled Pink. And I remember my mom's like, it had had pink toilet paper. (laughs) And I'll never forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Tickled Pink. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, their minds must have been a little blown moving out. I think so. I I do feel that they were a little bit of fish out of water. Yeah. And I feel like they probably didn't really know how to handle the Bay Area Mm. and what it had to offer Mm -hmm. and weren't like normal parents. Mm -hmm. My mom was such a loving, kind, beautiful human being Mm. to all people and creatures and plants. Mm. She was a plant advocate. Mm -hmm. And my father had a more difficult personality to Mm. kind of deal with. Mm. but he worked hard, you know. He was able to teach during the week, and then on the weekends, he was always playing in bands. He was always gone. I didn't see him. Do you know much. what kind of venues or spots you he know, played? No, one that I remember um, was La Rocca's Corner. Oh yeah, right by Bimbo's. Yeah, like he played there for years. Still love that place. I don't. Yeah. Do they still have live music? I don't yeah but like you know politicians would come in there and you'd hear about all the some kooky nightlife going on it's also just a really cool um oddly shaped place 
It's like triangular because mm-hmm. it's on Columbus. And I, I just remember hearing about all the personalities and all the different people and being in kind of in awe of my dad that he could do that. But he was grumpy all the time because when you mm. work teaching all week and then you go play at night and probably party a lot while you're doing it. Yeah. You know. And teaching like middle schoolers. That's oh, yeah. Puberty. Yeah. Well, God bless him for teaching. But um, did your mom work? My mom did work. Mm-hmm. Um my mom volunteered at the church a lot, mm-hmm. and after volunteering at the church, she decided to work in retail. Okay. And she worked in downtown Walnut Creek at the oh. Macy's, oh, right. and she did great because she Good. had such a loving, sweet, kind personality. Mm-hmm. And then she also made banners for the church that she would sew herself. Oh, wow. And then on Sunday mornings, she would press the pastor's robes and put out the communion. So wow. she was a church lady. Wow. You said communion. Catholic? or No, no. it's Lutheran. Lutheran. Oh, Lutheran. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So did you grow up in the church? Oh, yes. Do you want to start there with your life? Or where do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I remember my love for singing started because I was an angel at three years old. in um in a In a church pageant. And I remember singing louder than everybody and then getting really bored and just like sitting them down and my mom was so embarrassed you know but i was three yeah i'm gonna say it wasn't your idea to do that no yeah no (laughs) and um but you like but you liked it i didn't know better yeah um once i became a teenager uh i i was very involved with the church youth group again not my idea Mm -hmm. and I remember I went, worked on orphanages in Mexico, in Baja, wow. Mexico. Wow. And I remember everybody being saved by Jesus and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not saved. <laughs> and I was really upset because I was more into the bats that were flying around mm. at night than Jesus. And I think I'm still that way. I think that's been a problem for a lot of churches, the bats, <laughs> the bats. that distract I know. people from... And the only thing I knew how to say was, Ola, Ola, Coca-Cola. Oh, my God. And I was really young, and I was kind of a bad kid. Mm. And I remember... When you were in Mexico? Oh, yes. I remember trying to smuggle down marijuana. Yeah. And a scented tampon. Yeah. For the church? For Reelsingtons. Uh, Yeah. And I remember Federales stopping and pulling over this church bus and coming on with these machine guns. And I'm like... Don't find the scented tampon. And I was really young. How old? Probably 12 or 13. Okay. Yeah. You were taking pot from California to Mexico? Yes. So the opposite. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing to talk about now and I feel so grateful that nothing happened to me. So you didn't get caught. They didn't smell the Did not get caught. Good, good, good. Um, And I think I went to Mexico two or three times. I was also, this is my favorite story (laughs) about my life was in a dance troupe for the Lord called the Earthen Vessels. Okay. And we wore brown dancekin leotards with a wraparound skirt. This would have been the 70s. Okay. And I remember that one of the favorite moves was, and God smiled, and it was like... Oh my now, God. the elders of the church did not like the Earthen Vessels. You know why? Why is that? Because 
apparently when the air conditioning was turned up in that church, mm-hmm. they didn't like the leotards, and that's as far as I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah. And, and they banned... When leotards are too revealing, Yes, they banned the earthen vessels. Yeah. No okay. more. So, wow, did that put a chip on your shoulder, or...? No, I didn't care, didn't <laughs> because I didn't really like it anyways. <laughs> and, and I remember really trying to have these Bible stories resonate with me, and they never quite did. Mm. And I think when I was going through confirmation... I changed the Bible verses because they were all like men, 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 men. It was right. like masculine. Right. To fit me, mm-hmm. I changed it to the feminine, mm-hmm. and I got in trouble. Oh, okay. Big trouble. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm seeing like a little bit of square peg. Little confusion. Rattle. Yeah. I yeah. was definitely confused, and I didn't understand what I had done wrong. Yeah. Uh, confused, but also, I mean, kind of dropped into a confusing world. Yep. Definitely. Right. And then I remember uh, one of the church youth leaders saying something to my mom about how I was probably going to be a lesbian, which Mm -hmm. didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went behind his house. My little brother went behind his house and stole all his pot plants. Oh, good. Yeah. The same pot that you took to? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) So, you know, that's, that was growing up in Lafayette near the church. Wow. What can I say? So would you say the the church uh, to a certain age was predominant in your life? Definitely. Or? Okay, did you Definitely. go to public school? Or? I went to public school. Okay. How and, was that? Um, I didn't mind elementary school. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind middle school. Mm-hmm. However, high school was difficult. Yeah. It was uh, growing up in Lafayette when your dad's a music teacher. I mean, think about it. People know your dad. No. Or, Okay. We're poor compared to oh. what other people had oh, in Lafayette. Right. Oh, right. Like everybody like had a name that was like attached to like a product, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they were all getting pregnant and doing coke and getting sent to, you know, reform school mm-hmm. and this and that. I just was confused. Like I felt like I had to go into instrumental music because my dad did and mm. I didn't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sing. But that was okay. never an option. I always had to be in instrumental music. Why do you I, think that is? I have no hmm. flippin' clue. Yeah. And I didn't realize I had a mind of my own. I didn't know right. that. And I wasn't taught that I was going to say, no one probably ever suggested that as no. a possibility. No. Yeah, okay. And then, um, uh, because I'm from the suburbs it's like every kid took ballet classes dance classes and piano lessons mm-hmm. and i sucked at every single one of them Even piano. i was terrible okay my brothers who never practiced were amazing they were great hmm. i don't know i don't know what happened to me hmm. uh, just this weird insecurity i'm shocked that i'm a musician after all that <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding yeah. i'm shocked yeah that's it's a little shocking to hear I was super bad at it. And I think what it comes from is probably not having enough money to have better instructors, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then uh, neighborhood parents would always compare, compare, like, my kid's super talented and yours sucks. Right. The origin of the bumper stickers, right? Oh, my goodness. Predates the bumper stickers. And and I just felt like I, I sucked. However... I had heart. I mm-hmm. had soul. 
And that would come out in my playing. And that was the only time people said, oh, you're good at that. But technically, I was terrible. So that they saw that when you were still young, when you were still like maybe oh, in high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you like it? Playing? Playing. Um, when I got to pick what I wanted to play, right. I loved it. I did a switcheroo in the sixth grade talent show. Okay. I was supposed to play some Debussy Children's Corner, which is really beautiful. I love Debussy. I love French Impressionism. But instead, I convinced my mom that Queen <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody mm -hmm. was actually a classical band. <laughs> and so I borrowed the money, the dollar ninety-five that it took in downtown Lafayette to buy the Bohemian Rhapsody sheet music. Yes. And at the sixth grade talent show instead of playing the Debussy I pulled out the queen oh my goodness I, know. I love it and that's when I realized ooh I like this yeah did you get a reaction people talked the entire time yeah yeah okay and like, I remember the music teacher coming out and telling everybody to shut up and I'm like what the heck yeah and then at 11 considering my parents were so I don't know little uh fish out of water, say in Lafayette, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mom being very religious, my dad being gone all the time, we were able to go to some crazy ass concerts and I saw Queen when I was 11. No way. Amazing. And, and, and that totally changed my life. Yeah. I felt like I was the only kid in elementary school that probably had tinnitus. I couldn't hear for a week. I had ringing in my ears for a week after that concert. Who did you go with? My brother. Okay. My older brother. Your br older brother. Who was so embarrassed that I was there. His little, yeah. Oh my God, his fat, ugly sister. What's she doing here? You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then we went and saw Kiss. Awesome. At Oakland Coliseum. In full makeup. Oh. Way before they ever took off the makeup. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, going to these shows was great for me because that's the kind of music that I wanted to play but I still mm -hmm. like some of the classical stuff and um, yeah well I would think prior to that you knew performances right and but this is like a show yeah these are show right and it's definitely big productions it was it was incredible and I remember still being in high school and dressing up in another Danskin leotard, a little <laughs> revealing Danskin leotard and wrap skirt, and I brought one single long-stemmed rose to give to Freddie Mercury. Yes. God, I'm a dork. Yeah. Did you give it to him? <laughs> no, I was no, too far away. away. Yeah, anywhere close. But the fact that he played piano and had funky teeth, Elton John played piano, had funky teeth, oh. that's who I wanted to be. Okay. Yeah. Are there are there stories at any point? So now now we're talking. We've gotten up through your high school years. Was were there any points before that that you spent significant time in in San Francisco, or what? Or being from over there, what did you think of San Francisco? Oh my God, I loved it. I started coming over here when I was three years old. My favorite place in the world was Chinatown. Um, this is when my dad was still nice to me. He would dress me all up, and his friend had a violin shop in Oakland. We'd stop there first. And I remember playing with these um, horse tails that he would make into the bows. Mm. And I remember him going, oh, Susie, what a pretty dress you have on. I remember jumping down from the counter, 
turning around, lifting up my skirt and go, check out my matching panties, you know, because that, that was the kind of kid I was. Yeah, which is kind of on brand. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember going to Chinatown and they'd have these little tiny TVs where you press a button and a different scene would go by. Kind oh, of like yeah. an Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. And I just dreamed about that. And that was fun. And then BART became a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming into San Francisco a lot when I was like 13. Oh, my God. And I met a bunch of punk kids. Oh, Oh yeah! Like accidentally? Oh. No, no, no. Um, it, it was weird. For some reason, my mom thought that I could be like a performer, actor, and so I went and took these classes at ACT Young Conservatory. Oh yeah, yeah. And met a lot of kooky, crazy kids that way. Fun. And next thing you know, I'm going and seeing Solo, 120 Days of Sodom. Probably shouldn't have seen that. Little Pink Flamingos at a really early age. So I feel like I was exposed to a very adult world and very adult situations Mm -hmm. through film and music at a very young age. Were you acting too? No. Okay. I'm a terrible actor. I suck. (laughs) I don't want to be an actor. I always feel like I was pushed into these situations that I didn't want to be and I was told... Oh, you should do this. Right. But it wasn't really me. Hmm. I didn't know better that I had a voice that could uh, say, hey, I want to do this. Um, Can you tell us more about these punk kids and and maybe things that you were coming into San Francisco on the BART to do? Oh, my goodness. So, like, my favorite thing in the world to do was to go up to Broadway because I knew that's where all the shows were, where the Mab was and the Stone. And, and what, year, what year are we talking-ish? Or what years? I would say 79 Late to 80. 70s, yeah. 79, 80. Yeah. And I remember the um, this postcard store that used to be up on Grant Avenue. They had like a punk clothing store. Um, I'm trying to remember. I do believe Rough Trade was up in North Beach at one point before it moved south of Market. But I mm-hmm. could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was just this mecca of amazingness. And so was Berkeley. So was Telegraph Avenue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember, like, you know, meeting these punk kids. And there was a lot of drugs and uh, weird, like, sexual expectations. And I remember this one girl was very young and she was dating a musician in, like, a famous punk band. And she was very underage. And she's like, Oh, honey, just come on over and watch the show. And if you don't make the BART home, don't worry about it. We'll just sleep in the gutter. And so, oh. you know, that kind of like, okay. Right. Thank God that never happened. But yeah. but it was just sort of the mentality. Counterculture, but also a lot of just nonsense and yeah. goofing off and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it, was, it, was, it was great. I saw so many amazing shows back in the day. Do you want to name Like, I feel so fortunate. Sure. Let's, let's hear it. So I saw Black Flag 10 million times. Mm-hmm. I saw Devo, a very early incantation of Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, in Berkeley, I was just like at some frat party probably in 79, 80, and like X was playing. Yes. I saw Throbbing Gristle, mm. which hardly anybody saw. Mm-hmm. Actually, at 
that was at Kizar Stadium. Wow. And I didn't. And I remember not even having a ticket and so just walking in. I did. And the and the the uh, floor was wired, so when you know they're making all this kind of crazy noise, the you could feel the pulse. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was intense. Fun. And I remember seeing people like sniffing jars of glue, and they yeah. had like rats pinned to them, and I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. um, I saw the slits in downtown Berkeley, which was very very cool at the time. What was the venue in, in Berkeley? It, um, it was uh, UC put them on. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. UC would put on these outdoor shows. And they had a lot of punk element to them. Mm-hmm. Saw DOA a bunch of times. Mm. Um, saw Agent Orange, Adolescence. Later in, well, early in my San Francisco years, we had some nuns run-ins as well, shall we say. <laughs> um, what about Dead Kennedys? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They played at my friggin' high school. Okay. Which is Cuckoo Banana Birds. Yes. And what's so funny is I looked up to that band so much. Right. And um, I have a band that I've been active with for a few years. It's a Captain Beefheart tribute band. Oh, yeah. And it's called uh, Pachuco Cadaver. Okay. And the original Dead Kennedys drummer is in our band. Awesome. He's, he's a great drummer. But at where the School of Fashion is... Um, I saw. Is that on Polk Street? Yeah, on Polk Street. Yeah. It was. It used to be called California Hall, and I saw Susie in the band. She's there, 1980. Amazing. With DOA, I saw Flipper a bunch, mm-hmm. and TSOL. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. I touched t- touched Iggy Pop's ass once. Mm-hmm. I saw William S. Burroughs talk a lot. Um, mm. I mean, I. I, my memory's probably a little fried, but I saw so many incredible shows back in the day. That was Kitten on the Keys. On the next story in San Francisco, Kitten finishes the story of her life for us. Part two drops Thursday wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.